Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined with our guest producer, JJ, the main way, pause way. Uh, you may recognize him from uh, Luminary Works, like Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Most importantly, you are you, you are here. That makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week. We are returning to strange news. We're going to have some updates. Uh, we're going to have several updates. We're going to look at uh, planes. We're going to look at Kansas City. We're going to find a guy who is just killing it with uh, British accents. Uh, and there there are a ton of headlines. But before we do any of this, um, have you guys been to Oklahoma? You know, it's on my bucket list. I haven't. Maybe not my bucket list, but my list of states that I have not visited, to my recollection. I've only been there through song. <laughs> what? With yeah. like the, you mean the musical Oklahoma or well, the, the seminal indie high. band, yeah. The Flaming Lips? They're from Oklahoma City. They mm -hmm. claim it. They're one of the few uh, mm -hmm. OKC claiming bands. Mm -hmm. um, oh, really quickly, uh, I just wanted to say I have a, another nickname for JJ. JJ Pauseway for the Causeway. Um, nice. I don't know why, but no, Oklahoma. Most of what I know comes from the musical as well. Apparently, it's where the wind goes sweeping down the plains. It's also, as it turns out, the center of a great controversy that's been making some headlines and needs more attention paid. Recently, uh, as, as of January 19th, 2024, a uh, federal jury has convicted two uh, Chinese nationals of human trafficking in Oklahoma related to the cannabis trade. Yeah. What? Yeah. 
True story, Matt. Uh, Jeff Wang, 46 years old, and Tong Lin, 28 years old, have been charged, well, convicted with conspiracy to possess with the intent to distribute cannabis plants. However, that is only the beginning of the story. Uh, they had they have been accused of managing a marijuana grow operation in I feel like we should pause here. So a lot of times people who are pro-cannabis do not like the term marijuana. Right, have you guys heard that? I haven't. You know, I, I maybe it's got some buzz attached to it, you know, just from all the years of people saying it with uh, uh, negative intent, you know, I mm. suppose. Or marijuana madness and old uh, Harry, what was it? Harry J. Aslinger's uh, or Aslinger's uh, very racist tirades uh, and well, weird mission against reefer madness. The idea mm -hmm. that, it, you know, it was, of course, uh, largely those, those campaigns and uh, propaganda attempts were targeting minority communities who were seen as like invading our country and taking over our, you know, women and children, et cetera, and largely was blamed on. And they're crazy because they're smoking this wacky tobacco. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there Gross is stuff. There is a lot of racism tied up in this. What we know, however, is that these two guys definitely were doing some dirty stuff. I'd like to go to the statement you can read from Oklahoma City on justice.gov, which says the following. First things first, it's important for us to establish that this grow operation was legally sanctioned. It was licensed by the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority. And evidence showed that these guys were up to all sorts of skullduggery. Quote, they drove delivery vans disguised as commercial vehicles, including one disguised as an Amazon delivery van. <laughs> and uh, mm. they went all around town with this. Uh, they were known operators. It was an open secret. They've also been accused of human trafficking unto sex trafficking. Unfortunately, the idea was they were, they were targeting Chinese nationals through any number of online ads. And, uh, once like any other trafficking deal, they promised them the moon. And once the people arrived in Oklahoma, Legally or illegally, they found the reality of their employment was much different from what had been advertised. Yeah, this is very strange. It feels tangled to me, Ben, like there's a lot going on, as you said, right? Um, it's hard for me to understand through uh, some of the writing on the Oklahoman and, and some of these other places, like what exactly the groups are that are involved in this stuff. So there, there was two guys you mentioned that are arrested with with regards to this but is it are they larger organizations arrested and convicted it definitely seems like a larger organization there matt and i'm glad you pointed out the article from the oklahoman by josh delaney uh published on january 11th 2024 the headline is this chinese migrants lured to oklahoma marijuana farms were victims of sex and labor trafficking Comma Drummond says, who is Drummond? Drummond is the Oklahoma Attorney General, Gentner Drummond. Gentner. First time hearing that name. Yeah, it's new for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he is, he is of the same mind there, Matt. He is alleging that 
foreign cartels and Chinese nationals are are behind this, that it's bigger than two guys. However, there's a there's a weird issue here because Drummond has an agenda, it seems. Uh, he is per, he is describing these crimes uh, all through the lens of the need to secure the southern U.S. border. As anybody in the United States knows right now, the federal government and the government of Texas in particular are super beefed up about who can exercise control over the border, how people should be treated when they arrive at the border. It's a it's a whole bag of ravens. Silly question, maybe completely irrelevant, but is is uh, marijuana illegal in Oklahoma or no? Uh, they have a medical marijuana. Ah, okay. So not recreational, but it's, they still have operations there. And this was one of those, uh, at least the cover story. The cover story. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so Drummond is speaking at a hearing in Washington, D.C. in January, and he says, quote, the one thing these criminals have in common is that they have no regard for our laws or public safety. Criminal illegal immigrants are not content with only growing black market marijuana. They also produce and distribute fentanyl, and they engage in sex trafficking and labor trafficking. Oklahoma's law enforcement community fights a constant battle against these evils. And when he's saying this, he is one of three state-level attorneys testifying before the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, This is... A small thing, though, like the entry point into this story is strange because Drummond and his cohort are primarily attempting to prove that the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, has been, quote, derelict in his duty handling the migrant crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, so wheels within wheels. Complicated. I was about to say, it's a complex uh set of machinations here um it, wow okay so what what is the ultimate takeaway here ben um in terms of like what the top line like what's next like what what's going on this is a weird one the ultimate takeaway unfortunately is that innocent people have been caught up and are being used as pawns in domestic u.s politics uh the evidence is there that this sort of trafficking operation was real. They're not blowing smoke. Uh, It seems that there were international websites and job advertisements that were specifically targeting poorer people in China or people from rural Chinese communities. The ads were things like, quote, looking for girls under 50 to do purely formal bed labor four days off a month and uh, promised good hygiene. And yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. And none of us have been to Oklahoma. It is currently unclear just how deep this stuff goes. Obviously, the authorities, the Oklahoma AG is alleging that foreign drug cartels and possibly Chinese intelligence, they're implying, are kind of building a corridor for people to sneak across the border and get up to all kinds of shenanigans. But then, again, we have to ask, what's the motivation on Drummond's part? Is he is he trying to score political points? Like, it, it feels like he's throwing 
every possible accusation out there, right? And some of it honestly feels a little far-reaching. Some of it has not been proven, but it does seem that it does seem that overall there is a Chinese drug manufacturing presence in Oklahoma, which I had no idea about. I had no idea that was a thing. Nor did I. <laughs> it, it honestly makes me, I, I don't know. It makes me wonder about the Buford Highway Corridor and a mm. lot of the the businesses, the smaller businesses in like industrial parks that are all along Buford Highway here in Georgia. Sure. Um, just about like stuff that probably most um, inspectors and people that would be looking into things like um, just local businesses just wouldn't have no idea what was actually going on in those like larger warehouses. Mm-hmm. That's true. Buford Highway, by the way, for anybody outside of Atlanta, refers to one of the most interesting parts of the metro area. The best food in Atlanta is on this street. It's called Buford Highway. Uh, we're all big so fans. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No- oh, huge fans. And, and and it's just very diverse with uh, with lots of populations of, of from different countries, right, mm-hmm. that are in yeah. pockets where if you're just thinking about um, maybe an organized criminal element that came from from like internationally and then traveled to the U.S. and needed a place to operate, it seems like poten- potentially a good place to operate. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's not much different than like, you know, certain areas in like, say, New York City, you know, where you've got concentrations of, you know, certain groups that maybe have immigrated there and sort of set up shop in that part of the city. And that sort of becomes a, a bit of a... Uh, area where sometimes things like this can flourish because they sort of are their own sort of isolated communities in a lot of ways. Sure, and concurrent, uh, concurrent, mutually distinct systems of justice, right? An insular community wherein people are not going to contact the police because mm-hmm. they may be threatened by their community. They may fear that if they report a crime, they themselves will hit the long arm of the law and be deported, right? The, yep. the silence is enforced. Uh, and, and perhaps it was naive of uh, the three of us to assume that any state would, be, would not have something like this occurring within it. Uh, we do know that Oklahoma has seen an, a precipitous rise in, in grow operations started by criminal organizations. And like many other places in middle America, Oklahoma has also been witness to an absolute hurricane of fentanyl, right? Which is rolling through the same way meth did in Appalachia not too long ago. Yikes. Guys, I apologize. This is a little unfocused still because at least on my end, because again, it leads in so many different directions. I do feel this is uh, something we should examine in an episode. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna keep this brief. This is primarily a, a call out. If you are a conspiracy realist, you are listening in the Oklahoma area, or you are familiar with Oklahoma. We would like to hear from you. We would like to hear um, whether or not you think the Oklahoma AG is sort of. Uh, exaggerating a thing or embellishing it for political points, whether you think this is a real where there's smoke, there's fire situation. And, uh, and oh, Lord, sorry. Yeah, oh, it's perfect. Let's keep it in. 
<laughs> because the dogs oh. always know, always trust the dogs. Also, a shout oh. out to that Colorado pastor who claims God said that he should pocket $1.3 million worth of crypto. Uh, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we've returned with uh, more strange news. This one's been kind of off the radar for us, at least, for a little while. I don't know if you guys remember the strange story of Nicholas Rossi, a.k.a. Arthur Knight. Yes. Yes. The, the the dapper gentleman, or is he? Uh, from from <laughs> from the United Kingdom, Governor. Um no, he was much more proper than that. So just a quick catch up. This this gentleman not really much of a gentleman, if the alleged crimes he committed are to be believed. Um he essentially was wanted uh on a warrant for a rape that took place in Utah. Um it you know, as we know oftentimes with the criminal justice system, things can take a little bit of time. And sometimes these rape kits get lost in the cracks, you know, when there's not enough funding and there's not enough organization. And we, we've heard many, you know, horrible stories about what can happen when, uh, you know, folks like this go uh, free because there's no evidence to convict them. Well, it turns out that there was a rape kit performed um, on this alleged victim and that the DNA did match uh, Mr. Rossi, Nicholas Rossi. Uh, and when he, I guess, realized that the jig was up, 
he fled the country uh, to the United Kingdom, um, where he surfaced as a new person. This um, Mr. Mr. Knight. Um, um, the, I just want to say he his last name is Brown. Oh, okay, really? Arthur Knight Brown. Arthur Knight Brown, and his, Esquire. And his government name is Nicholas Alavederian. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to lean on y'all to fill in some of the gaps about this because I, I couldn't remember all of the details, but in you know, kind of reading, catching up, uh, the gist of it is that he assumed this identity in uh, the UK and then somehow floated the notion that he had terminal cancer. Uh, and then also there was an obituary of some kind. He ended up in the hospital. Uh, for COVID-related um, illnesses, breathing difficulties and the like. Um, and through that uh, visit, there there was some question as to whether or not this, this death uh, scenario was actually true or not. Uh, and the authorities looked into it. And when they you know, caught wind that this guy um, was in this hospital in Glasgow, uh, they compared his tattoos to Interpol records of known fugitives and then got a hit back that this these tattoos matched this alleged rapist Nicholas Rossi. You guys will probably also remember when we originally talked about this, he he basically like made all these public appearances on television and the news mm-hmm. where he was like, oh, "I've been, you know, I, I can't even do it." He's a proto Santos. Yeah. He's basically like doing this Henry Higgins type, you know, mm-hmm. horrible British accent. Like it's almost comical what well, he's doing. Him, lady. This hey, yo, that's the new. That, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll okay. get to that. That's that. That's the latest. But uh, back in this, it, he's on this very um, high production value interview show, um, and he's with a woman, and I can't remember the identity of the woman or or why she was involved. But he's basically wearing like an oxygen mask, and to the interviewer, you know, doing this whole routine about how he's been, you know, a victim of mistaken identity. And he, he can no longer walk because of his, his illness. And he, he makes an effort to get up and then does this, like, really, you know, kind of outlandish stutter step. He was framed. He was, he was oh, that, I'm sorry, that was what I was going to mention. Right? That was what I was going to mention. When he was in a coma due to this COVID, he was definitely very ill. Uh, he claims that those tattoos were put on him. Mm-hmm. I remember that from your uh, commentary on this, or you may have brought this story originally, Matt, but you, you brought up the fact that he, I, well, I don't know, for some reason I'm hearing it in your voice, um, but the idea that he made these claims that he was tattooed against his will while under, you know, while in the throes of a coma, um, for, for what reason, you know, okay. no one could possibly know. Really quickly, really quickly. Let's imagine that scenario actually happens to someone. You go into a coma, you come out, and mm. you've been tattooed. How do you explain that to anybody without sounding like an absolute nutter or liar? Mm. Yeah, like that's a good British point. Parlance. Because there is the uh, just the the level of suspension <laughs> of disbelief yeah. there. If that actually happened to anyone, it would still sound crazy. Yeah. Be very difficult to prove, but also doesn't that sort of successfully leverage uh, somewhat valid distrust in medical authorities? Because you know, there's more than one surgeon who just sort of left some stuff in bodies when well, they were operating. Uh, you know, it's a good point you you both make. It is a relatively interesting grift because it immediately casts aspersions onto like a, a, a field of of prominence and trust. Right. So he, he's basically saying, I'm the victim here. Some horrible, horrible surgeon, you know, uh, tattooed me whilst I was, 
slumbering. But he you know? never provides a motive. No, and that's that's the thing that's right. you need. For never the never other provides side a motive. He couldn't possibly understand. He's he's just. I was once a normal husband, and there's a part too when he's doing these interviews where he's still clearly no, not not to poke fun, but suffering from COVID. He sounds kind of like Bane from the Batman movies. You know, he's got this thing going on, and it's just such a bit even like there's pictures of him wearing like a freaking what you would think a cartoon rendering of a british person would be a bowler hat and a pinstriped suit with a tiny cravat you know i mean it's absurd the guy is like uh you gotta give him props i guess for committing to the bit because after fighting more than two years he has now finally been extradited to utah's fourth district court so he is no longer uh on the run he, he, he something uh, you know the details will emerge uh, i imagine when when there's more court appearances but he is sort of you know their problem now that court's problem and he made an appearance wherein he continued with the bit and you were you were mentioning it earlier. He, he refers to the judge who seems very confused and has to be reminded by, I believe, the prosecutor that this man is uh, is was extradited and is, and is you know has not uh, is is uh, refused to give accurate representation of his identity. You know, um, based on what they clearly, absolutely, unequivocally know. Um, but the judge, he says, Madam, that is pure hearsay, and I would have, I would thank you to not besmirch my good, good name in this court. And he refers to the judge as, um, what does he say, Ben? Milady. Milady, and Milady, he does say Milady, and then he says something else, some formal Britishism for like a, a, a judge that there's, there's a Milady, oh, Miladyship. Uh, he says Ladyship, I believe yeah. he says, yeah, at one point. Um, and he, you know, he's like, this is a farce. It's a kangaroo court, you know, everything, but, um, so geez, guys, <laughs> we know how hard it is to fake your own death for good reason, you know? Um, and this guy definitely made a good, made a go of it. I wouldn't say a good go, but, uh, he does appear to have finally been brought to justice, even if he won't admit it. Um, it does also appear that in the intervening time, he's been tied to multiple other sex crimes. Rhode Island. Um, so, oh. Yeah. So this is a gnarly dude. And I don't mm -hmm. mean that in the cool surfer parlance. This guy sucks. You know, if, if these crimes are to be believed, these alleged crimes, of course. You, right. You know what he definitely doesn't have, Noel? Uh, Non-Hodgkin lymphoma, which I believe he claimed he had. In, Is that what he claimed killed in, him? <laughs> in, in Rhode Island, yeah, that he had weeks to live. Uh, and then had, there was a, in this kind of half-assed pseudocide attempt, I think, Think there? I want to say there was an obituary yeah, that's published right. yeah, online. I'd mention that. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was end of February, twenty twenty. That's right. And then the authorities over there in Scotland Yard, what have you? I don't remember exactly how or why he was already on their radar to some degree, but there, at the very least, was a sense that this was bogus. And they looked into it further, and sure enough, they they did find it to have been bogus. So I believe, I think the the, the faking of the own death was was done after he was already kind of being questioned. Isn't that right? I'm sorry, the chronology of it's a little funky, and it's it's it's, it's um, been a minute. Um, so if I'm getting the order of operations there uh, wrong, please uh, let let us know, listeners. But um, yeah, it, it would appear <laughs> that whether he accepts it or not, his his uh, proverbial goose is cooked. This is weird. He has an extensive Wikipedia page. Yeah. He's a he was the internet's main character for a minute, you know? I mean, really. Mm -hmm.
Everybody just, gets a turn. I guess say. so. What, what's what kind of stuff are you seeing on there outside of the realm of of uh, these crimes and shenanigans? Huge advocacy, uh, advocate for child welfare for a short time. Well, allegedly, but then there might be those claims might be bogus. There's his involvement with something called Nexus Government. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's a proto Santos. Like George Santos looked at this guy and thought, "Hey, man, anybody can do it." He was a legislative page in the Rhode Island House mm-hmm. of Representatives when he was a, like a kid, 14. And people described him as brilliant but dangerous. Well, in yeah. retrospect. <laughs> would, yeah. We know that he also had had as you as you pointed out, Noel, he had multiple uh previous run-ins with the medical establishment. Uh I, I believe in our previous strange news segment we talked about uh, how he really pushed the Providence Journal pretty hard to <laughs> to report his illness and then attempted to uh, also push them to report his obituary and his demise, mm. which, as we see, did not actually happen. Yeah, it, it does also appear that he made several appeals against extradition uh, and was finally denied on the 14th of December of uh, 2023. Um, so just to give credit where credit is due, BBC uh, reports um, that he was not identified as a subject until about a decade later due to a backlog of DNA test kits at the state's crime lab. So that's the issue. It's not necessarily things getting lost. It's just this. A, a egregious backlog and then the fact that it requires physical you know humans to test these kits these rape kits so um yeah i don't really have anything else to add it's good to good to this this seemingly alleged monster uh and charlatan has been brought to justice uh, or at least is on the road to being brought to justice oh he also edited his own wikipedia page apparently oh, that makes sense. of course he did because uh, of course he did aliases uh he would he would, remember that thing Donald Trump would do where he would call Dude, so radio funny. stations and pretend to be another guy? I do remember there were there are clips of that out there in the world. But, Matt, that's probably where the, the child advocacy stuff comes from is him, like, <laughs> giving himself, like, hey, this will make me look like a, like a boss. And, yeah. so, so shout out, uh, Noel, if we could, before we move on, can we just add this? Is it okay if I add one more of this guy's aliases? Oh, my goodness, please. Hyacinth Bucket. Okay. That's hilarious. But even, you know, my, my guys I'm always talking about on the Internet today, um, they pointed out that the name Arthur Knight is just about the most, you know, just like the way he dresses, the most cliche, like I'm British name you could possibly imagine. Second only to the one that you just said, Ben. Sounds like a cartoon character in, in a British animated, you know, public television program. You're not too far off. Hyacinth Bucket is the name of a character in a British sitcom. Keeping oh. up appearances. Oh, that's well. That's wow. not a very good pseudonym then at all. Jesus, he just picked up. He picked a Britcom character. Like I, people the guy loves know? the United Kingdom. He likes yeah, an he's, empire. He's trying to pass in the. Oh, dude, it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's, there's, there's extended material from this most recent court appearance where he's just. Everyone seems so confused. The poor judge, and, and the judge refers to him, which I think is a mistake, uh, as as Arthur Knight, as Mister Knight. Don't you guys think that's a mistake? I don't know. Like don't it's know. It's, it's clearly been established that he is this person or else he wouldn't have been able to be extradited. But I guess I don't know the, the details of that side of things. Um, but one would assume that no one is beholden to refer to him by his made up name that he won't stop using. He's like a 
supervillain who gradually, and then all of a sudden he drops the accent and you see who he was all along. You know what I mean? Like, what is this guy's deal? He just seems like a nightmare human. But do you think the judge calling him by his fake name is a little inappropriate? I don't know how it works with procedure, right? If someone is there stating that, like, raising your hand, right, and you're going to testify, but you state your name is something that it is not, how does that work? Yeah. If it's on record that you're a different identity standing trial as that person. Guys, he was also he was also the judge, just so you know. Oh. It's a Scooby-Doo situation, man. He put off the rubber mask, and he was... He was, it's like the Spider-Man pointing to himself. Um, oh, geez, this is wild. It makes your head spin. The level of, I don't know. First of all, just like, I mean, to dig a, a, a lie this deep to the point where you're just, you're just going to have to play along with it indefinitely. But at this point, the jig is so up, you'd think he would just let it go. But then then your mind, you know what, though? I'm, I'm being victim to it myself. And then in my mind, I'm like, but what if they got him wrong? <laughs> what if he is, Arthur? Know. You know? I guess that's what he's hoping for. I don't know. It seems a little late for that. But anywho, you guys have any other closing thoughts on this one? Doppelgangers do exist, is that's all I'm saying. Good point, Matt. This is also a great story for our friends over at Ridiculous Crime. Check out hundred percent. Yeah. It is a very much a kissing cousin to the Santos uh, debacle. <laughs> Just the levels of lies. Oh, the lies we tell. Um, well, let's take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll come back with one more piece of strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. (laughs) 
And we've returned. Gentlemen, let us cast our minds back to last week on this very program, Strange News, when we discussed three bodies that were discovered at a home in Kansas City, Missouri. Those three bodies belonged to Clayton McGinney, David Harrington, and Ricky Johnson. These were three friends who were hanging out along with, well, at the time, when we discussed it before, one other person who rented a home where they all watched a football game together. And then the person who rented the home went to sleep, and those three men expired somehow in the backyard of that home. One of the bodies was discovered by one of the fiancés of one of the dead people, and then uh, police discovered the rest. They interviewed and questioned the tenant there, and there was nothing else to be known at the time. Oh, uh, time window, right? we got to mention that. Three days. Oh, yes. Uh, Over the course of... So from Sunday, January 7th until Tuesday, January 9th, the family members of the three men who were found dead uh, were gone for three days and they were attempted to be contacted by family members and friends. No contact was made. And again, then they were discovered dead. So we have some new information, you guys. Uh, The tenant, the fourth person who was there during all of the events, whatever went down that led to three men being dead, Um, The tenant has hired an attorney and the attorney has been speaking out to local news stations. The attorney's name is John Paserno and he is he is being retained by Jordan Willis. That is the fourth name. We did not name that person last time we spoke about this because it was Mm -hmm. being withheld by most of the most of the major media outlets. This person is not charged with anything as we record this on Wednesday, January 24th, but the attorney is speaking on his behalf, I think more, at least according to their story, more as a formality to protect him, Uh, make sure there's there's an attorney speaking rather than him speaking, because it is still there's still an ongoing investigation, a death investigation, not a murder, homicide or any of that Mm -hmm. investigation, just death investigation. Um, And again, police still, as of this day, Wednesday, January 24th, they do not suspect any foul play. And the autopsy is still being completed. So we still don't have any official uh, cause of death from a medical examiner that's been released or anything like that. And can we just mention, I I think this is super important. Uh, Every time the idea of autopsy or forensics comes up in these explorations, we have to acknowledge it is not like the stuff you see on the so-called propaganda. It's not like what you would see on fiction shows or even indeed in you know feature-length films. This kind of stuff usually goes to uh, a lab of very hardworking folks who are often overwhelmed and often have a backlog of cases. So it is not necessarily conspiratorial nor unusual that it would take uh, it would take a while to get autopsy results. Yeah, agreed. Completely agreed. And it is thought that it will take up to another two weeks from today as we record to receive that information. Uh, and really what's most intriguing here would be the toxicology report because mm-hmm. questions have surrounded like how do three grown men end up outside and possibly freezing to death? Dude, you know? have you guys, are you guys watching the new season of True Detective? I love it. Only seen the first episode thus far. Well, then you know that it involves a bunch of grown men that end up outside frozen to death under dubious circumstances. Um, that's how episode one ends. And, I, you know, I've only seen the next episode, of, of course, but 
that that those are the questions that the, the true detectives are asking. Like, what would cause someone to to do this? What would cause someone to? Because in the show, they they don't have their clothes on either, and they're all in this kind of huddled mass, uh, hor- horrific huddled mass. Um, but that is, a, I wonder what kind of questions the detectives around this case are asking. Well, there's there's a lot. So let's jump to some writing by Malik Jackson for. Fox four, I believe he was reporting initially his, his reporting has shown up on like NBC affiliates and all, all these other affiliates locally. But Malik uh, has written about this extensively and it's been picked up by several other sources there locally. So let's, let's jump to his reporting out of Fox four. The article's title, if you want to look it up is details change again, fifth friend speaks out after three men found dead at KC home, fifth friend. Okay. So, uh, that same that same attorney, Paserno, said the last time that Willis, the the tenant who was also there, uh, saw the three men was when they left the house and he went to bed. But then Paserno confirmed to Fox 4 on Monday, that's this past Monday, that a fifth person was present, a fifth person in the house. And this fifth person was there with the victims when he, Willis, went to sleep. Mm hmm. And at some point, according to Willis's attorney, Willis got tired and went to sleep while they were while those guys, the three guys and the fourth guy were all hanging out. And as far as I know, there was a couple other people in the house. I also I love the idea. Sorry, love is a weird word to say, but uh, it's it's fascinating to me. The uh, informality of uh, of the attorney saying hanging out. Because how else would you describe it? Yeah. But but it gets weirder because then uh, the next day, Paserno says, oh, no, I misspoke. Uh, sorry about that. Willis actually says, my client, says that he escorted the men to the door, said goodbye, and then went back to the couch and fell asleep. So, like, he said goodbye to everybody out the front door. Mm-hmm. First, it was, oh, he went to bed while the guys were still hanging out, and he thinks they probably left at some point. Then, no, I let them out uh, at some point, and I went to sleep. But the fifth person who now has an attorney, mm-hmm. there is a fifth person who was there speaking through an attorney said, oh, no, uh, when I left the three victims, the th- three people who were found dead and Willis were still awake. Mm-hmm. And out. yes, they were still awake when I left. Uh, he said he got there around 7 p.m. on that Sunday night. Right. They were watching stuff. Uh, he was hanging out with four others until midnight when he left. He also says that, no, they were watching Jeopardy. <laughs> and and uh, what a gentleman's game <laughs> honestly with the limited information we have in these updates we can say the story seems to be evolving if we oh, want yeah. to be diplomatic right with freezing to death and so on and like also also can you blame the fifth person can you imagine like what would happen if you were uh, for lawyering up, you with mean? some friends and no. then you learned that three of those folks you hung out with were dead yeah you're saying right. for lawyering up, right? You can can you blame them, right? I mean, also, could you blame the person for taking a minute to reply, right? They didn't come forward immediately is what I'm seeing, Matt. Is that correct? Well, yes. And I was also going to add from, from the last time we talked about this, this, the original story was the dude whose house it was, Willis, right? Yes. Um, he had been contacted repeatedly by numerous folks and, and you know, to no avail, and then just kind of casually sauntered out at the end when someone came to his door, like with a beer in his hand or something, right? Uh, was well, an empty what's, wine what's glass in boxers. Right. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So according to his attorney, Paserno, 
He has stated this multiple times. The only messages Willis received were via Facebook Messenger, and he did not receive any text messages from friends and family of the three victims or calls. But then the attorney for person number five, uh, attorney name, last name T-A-L-G-E, Talge, is disputing that claim, saying that uh, his client, person number five, received a text message from Clayton McGinney's fiance, the person who ended up discovering the bodies, and from Ricky Johnson's mother, who were both asking, "Hey, where where are our loved ones? Right? Like, where where's Ricky? Where's mm-hmm. where's Clayton?" Mm-hmm. Um, and that person then reached back out via those messages, saying, "Well, they were at the house. That's that's where they're, we're we're hanging out the house. They're at the house." Um, but then person number four, that attorney is saying, no, that never happened. And that kind of thing. So it's just, it's now he said, he said kind of thing. Uh, it's very, very strange. And, And it's also weird to see right now, both attorneys going on national news and local news stating things. Yes. As, as the police are attempting to wrap up a quote death investigation. It seems like a lot of people trying to cover their own butts. I think so. Well, that's how, I mean, that's how it happens too, yeah. right? Because people want an answer. Uh, again, there is there is a mystery here. And in the absence of clear answers, speculation thrives. And I, I'm going to say devil worship. <laughs> uh, and I really appreciate, Matt, that you're pointing out, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these things are just questions, ongoing investigations. No one has been at this point accused of a crime, to my knowledge. No, no. The police haven't accused anybody. Uh, the families, of course, think something horrible went went down, right? So they just want to know. They want to know the truth and they want justice if something did go down, right? That mm-hmm. is punishable. Um, unless it was one weird, strange accident that seems unprecedented to me. But we have seen in the past where maybe someone gets a little too intoxicated and wanders outside and, you know, falls asleep at some point in the cold and does freeze to death. That, that but can happen. Three, pass kind of three of them. Well, not, not just yellow pass, like, like just being a little intoxicated, even if you're kind of bundled up, but you're a little too drunk and you're hanging outside just chatting or you well, fall it asleep. It makes you feel falsely warm. Right. Of, you yeah. Know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it can happen is all I'm saying. It's mm. just strange that it would happen to three people at the same house while they're still people who are alive at that house for several days before the police ever show up within reach of shelter yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I just think that whatever, if there were uh, extracurricular activities involved beyond drinking, that whatever those three men did, the other two did as well, I think. And I think the the dude whose home it was emerging kind of bleary eyed after being unable to be reached for so long indicates that he was blacked out and so he was in some kind of stupor as well. well uh, you know, he just had a warm bed to, to, to be in. To pass that might in. explain the space in the reporting time. You know, I think that's a that's a logical thing to ask, even if we cannot prove it. Yeah. It is. But according to the attorney who, again, is speaking on news interviews, is saying that his client works from home. And he just didn't notice he was going into his office and working because, right, this happens Sunday night. Then wake up on Monday, go to work, wake up on Tuesday, start work. It's a good then story. The police show up. But, you know, you guys have been to my house. Like, I mean, if I had people over and we were partying and stuff and then everyone went on their way and I maybe went down into my basement studio, I wouldn't double check to make sure that they were had 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 actually left. 
it wouldn't even occur to me to do. So let's also not entirely throw this dude under the bus sure. either. Sure. Uh, would you say that you, on average, see your backyard more than once every 72 hours? Well, I'm saying people would have exited out of my front door through my front yard. Uh, and if, I, point, yeah. if I had gone down into the basement, that I'm, on, I'm facing the opposite direction. I have no view into that unless the ring camera caught them. But that's only if they're right on the porch. You know, I, I've, you know I've never checked behind to see if my guests had departed. You know, I'll check in and make if there was drinking involved and I'm concerned. And I'd, you know, I would check in, make sure they got home safe. And of course, I would never. I would always discourage people from from driving, you know, intoxicated, but um, I would have no view into that at all. Well, right now, there are no real answers. Captain Jake Betching, I think is how you would say that, uh, spoke with Fox News Digital and said the incident is, quote, 100 percent not being investigated as a homicide. So there we go. Wow. Mm -hmm. Pretty definitive. Yeah. So maybe could it that's... be wrongful death though? Could could that be a civil? That would be a different matter, wouldn't it? If if someone wanted to, you know, take a civil case against this guy for negligence of some kind, perhaps he gave them bad drugs. Perhaps he, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a million there, ways it could there go. are a ton of possibilities, but I, I think the main thing is we can we can hope that there will be uh, there will be results from a continuing investigation here. Because again, one of the most important points we raised in our previous conversation is that there are three kids without a father. Very much. Um, guys, I'm going to do this really quick. One other thing I had to mention for today, and then we'll get out of here. Boeing. Boeing had another little incident. Another oopsie? This mm-hmm. time at Hartsfield-Jackson. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the Atlanta International Airport. Busiest airport in the world. I'm going to play a tiny little snippet of some air traffic control. It's going to be the tiniest snippet ever. Just uh, let's just listen to this real quick. Here it goes. Delta 982, this is the aircraft looking at you. you one of your nose tires just came off. It just rolled off the runway uh, behind you. Jeez. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and just for some context there, that air traffic control comes from an incident where a 747 plane was literally taxiing to be the next flight, the next plane that takes off on the runway, and the plane behind it happened to notice that one of the wheels on the front of the plane just kind of flew off and went down the opposite direction on the runway. Uh, that plane XYZ in- for planes, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just Hey, just a heads up, everybody. That happened. And it's so funny. There's a Southwest plane that's like three or four planes behind all the other ones in line to take off. And, and you know, air traffic and this plane, as well as the observer, are all like trying to figure out, okay, what's the best course of action we probably need to get you towed off of this runway uh we'll need to get you to a delta you know area to have the plane inspected and all this stuff and uh in <laughs> the southwest plane is just like uh hey so are you gonna move us to a different lane looks like this is gonna take a while and air traffic is just, just like yeah it's gonna take a minute hold up <laughs> it's just so funny to hear maybe almost it's not that informal the way i'm saying it but it feels that informal i guess in the comms, like a, a, a parent talking to the children in some way. Mm-hmm. It was amusing to me. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, we all have to collectively keep an eye on technology, right? Also, shout out to the folks who were riding in a Tesla that appeared to detect ghosts in a graveyard. I don't know if we're going to play a clip for that one, but they definitely are screaming in the car. <laughs> Do either of you have a backup camera on your cars? Yes. Okay, so I just got one of those with my the latest vehicle that I've gotten, 
And if there is any obstruction or even strange lines on the road, it gives me a warning that there's a person behind me. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if there's some kind of detection like that with Tesla's going on where it's just a, a slight pattern or something that it's picking up and it just outlines a person. Cause isn't that what the Tesla one does? It like shows, Oh, there's a person right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's actually, let's actually play a clip. What the f is that? <gasps> oh, f no. So there's three people who are screaming as they're looking at that, um, uh, that kind of heads up display that a mm -hmm. Tesla has and they see figures multiplying on the screen and, and the guy who's driving is a Tesla employee. Wow. And so aren't if, they driving through a graveyard too? Yes. Something, yeah, something yeah. Nuts and, like then, that. and then these figures appear to pop up, but maybe it's just the uh, sensors like you're mentioning misreading or maybe even airing on the side of caution. Cause you don't want you don't want your uh, you don't want your camera or your sensors to be in the news as the device that said, here's a tree, but it was a human child, you know, either way, don't hit it. Don't hit it. Just try not to hit things. Uh, and uh, at this point, again, we have much more strange news to cover. We're going to call it an evening. Please join us later this week, folks. In the meantime, we can't wait to hear from you. Please be a part of the show. You may show up on our listener mail program. That's right. You can find us uh, and communicate with us in any number of ways, including on uh, the social media platform of your choice. We are Conspiracy Stuff on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, X, uh, nay, Twitter. Um, and we are Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, plenty of fun video content rolling out in the new year for you. Hey, do you have some hot news tips? Why not send them our way? Call 1-833-STDWYTK. Really just tell us where you found the story, like what publication it is, and around the date that it was published, and maybe a couple keywords, and we'll be able to find it. It's a little hard over voicemail to send us links. If you do want to send us links, why not instead shoot us an email with that sweet HTML? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. 
With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 